ערב שבת קודש, dear listeners, we are in our weekly show, דברי תורה for פרשת השבוע, ואתה תצווה את בני ישראל. This week is also פרשת זכור. We have to go to shul and to hear. זה פרשת זכירת עמלק. It's מצווה. From the Torah, Zachor et Asher Asalech Amalek, and everybody must go to his shul and to hear it according to his minhag. As we know that there is different minhagim, how to pronounce the word, Sfaradim and Ashkenazim and Yamanite. So it's good that everyone should go to his shul according to his minhagim. And the women, also, it's good for them. They don't have to, according to the Pesach of Menachronim, they don't have to, there's Machloket. In order to get out for the Machloket, it's better if they can go. And to hear also Parashat Zachor from Sefer Torah. So it's important to go this Shabbat morning to Shul for women and for men. You must be quiet when the Chazan said the Parashat Zachor and have a kavana to fulfill the mitzvah of Zechirat Amalek. We have to remember what Hashem did for us and what Hashem saved us and we'll talk about this Be'ezrat Hashem later. Also, is Purim is coming Be'ezrat Hashem next week. And there is many mitzvot that we have to do in Purim. And that's why we have Al-Acha Yomit here in the radio. And every morning in 8 o'clock, we have Al-Acha Yomit. And we uh, mention the Al-Achot of Mishloach Manot, since there's a lot of details. In each halacha, mikra megila, matanot laivyoni, mishloach manot, machatzit ha-shekel. So if somebody wants to go up and to learn from how to do this mishloach manot in a right way, should listen carefully 8 o'clock every morning to our halacha yomit. Also, we have a group in the phone for ladies and for men separate. For ladies, if you want to go, when you come to our group, is 917-804-1940. One second. Let's get it clear. It's 917-804-1940. If somebody, for, for this only for ladies, 9178041940, if you want to get a video or you want to get a kashrut alert, that it's uh, very important to know all the details about kashrut, so you could get it in this phone number, and we're going to add you, and Bezat Hashem, you will grow, and you know where to buy, where to go. There is many condition many uh, 
details that a person knows in Kashrut, that if he's not know, he could easily, will not understand, and they could trick him very easily. And therefore, we have Kashrut alert every day, we have Alakha every day, and we have Chizuk every day. And you could ask questions for a reliable place with the Rabbi Sfaradim, that they know the Alachot of Ashkenazim and Sfaradim together. Sometimes when you call and you have Ashkenazi rabbi, it could be his answer, the halacha according to the Ashkenazim. So therefore you have to know where to call in order you should get the right answer. Be'ezrat Hashem, we have also a group for men for the same thing. It's 917. Let's get it clear again. I give you the number. If you want to call, it'll be part of it, 917-709-5772, 917-709-5772. All my halachot and kashrut and chizuk will be there with Zat Hashem. So now we're ready to begin today class. We're up to Purim, and let's see what we could understand for the Megillah. And what we could take from this Purim. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat brings down that sometimes in the beginning when Am Yisrael accepts the Torah Am Yisrael Nasu Amru Nishma. However, the Gemara brings down that the Jewish people accept the Torah by force. They didn't have any, any choice, free choice, to get or not to get the Torah. Hashem told them, if not, you're going to die. So there's no way we could tell to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no. Hashem forced us to accept the Torah. Kadosh Baruch Hu told us that we must accept the Torah. However, the Gemara says in Purim something changed. So far, that one of the Amoraim in the Gemara says, if I will stand in front of the Bedin Shel Mala, I have, a, I have excuse why, if Hashem will ask me why I didn't fulfill the Torah, why I didn't fulfill the mitzvot, I have, a terrible, I have an answer. I will tell Hashem, it was enforced, I never accepted the Torah. You forced us to accept the Torah, so that's why, what do you want from us? I didn't keep it here, it's not... Honest Rahmana Patrey, if somebody is under pressure, there is an alakha. If somebody promised something under pressure, is not have to fulfill whatever he, he promised. The Gemara brings the case, for example, the guy running for his life from the jail, and then he sees river. He wants to cross the river, but he cannot cross the river. There is a boat over there. The guy usually charged to cross the river $10. Now we are asking from you because he know that you're running and you want and you're hurrying and you need to save your life. He wants from you hundred dollar. 
So the Galakha says you could tell him, yeah, I will pay you $100, and then when you're going to cross you, you could pay him only $10. Why? Because whatever you promise under pressure is not, you don't have to fulfill. The guy was running from his life. So he says, I will pay you. So what? He doesn't have to pay because he promised under pressure. Whatever you do under pressure, the word is not, you don't have to fulfill. Sometimes a person is promised something, neither, but they pressure him to make a neither. Pressure him, his pressure, he doesn't have to fulfill. Or even by Shiduchim, there is a Halachan Shulchan Aruch that if someone promises Shatchan a lot of money to make him Shiduch, he doesn't have to give it to him because he was under pressure that he wants a certain girl. Now it's, it's not, a, it's a little bit complicated. But that's a halakha in general, that every, whatever you promise under pressure, you don't have to fulfill. So that's why this is, the rabbi says, I, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu will tell me why you didn't keep Torah mitzvot, I have an answer in front of Din Shel Mala. I was under pressure in Muhammad Sinai. You told us if we will not accept the Torah, you will kill us on the spot. You will throw the mountain on our head. So that's why I didn't keep, I don't have to keep. However, the Gemara says, since Purim came by, and Purim says, In Purim it's written that there is no Kabbalat Torah from beginning. There was no exception of the Torah, but now Rashi says why there was no new exception of the Torah. Says Rashi, They saw the miracle, they saw how much Hashem loved them, so they decide to accept the Torah, but now not under force. Now under, from love. Now, they made different. They made from love. Kimu ayudim, kiblu. Different total. Now is no excuse. The person will come after other 20, tell him why he didn't keep the Torah. He cannot say that was forced. Because the Jewish nation accept the Torah again in Purim, but now from love. Not from pressure why what happened in Purim that they make a new Kabbalat Torah what happened what the great the thing happened in Purim that they made a new Kabbalat Torah Mechadash Me'avatanes I look on the Megillah, and I don't see any miracle. I don't see even the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Megillah. And I don't see any big miracle. There's no candle, uh, jar of oil that was good for one day, say for eight days. There was no war. The Me'atim, Nitzchu, Itarabim, the small group was be able to win the bigger group. We, we didn't see miracles in Purim. No miracles. There was a king was a man Arasha, they're trying to kill the Jewish people. Esther came to the king, told them they, they tried to kill her. He says, okay, everything go back to the same 
place and that's it, close case. What's a big story? What a miracle. But we have to understand that just the opposite. When you look on the Megillah, you really, you don't see Hashem's name and you don't see miracles. Everything is, look like accidentally. By mistake, it's happened. By mistake, Mordechai. Let's go from the beginning. By mistake, Achashverosh did a mishteh. By mistake, he killed Vashti. By mistake, Mordechai heard Biktan Vateresh. By mistake, the Chuk chose a stair. By mistake, Achashverosh could not fall asleep. And they put the Sefer Azichronot. And by mistake, Mordechai was saying that he saved. And by mistake, the two, Aman took him. And then Achashverosh, by mistake, accept Esther, Esther Amalka after 30 days. And he, by mistake, he accept what she want to kill a man. And that's it. Everything is just accidentally. It's uh, happened. But if you see that behind these scenes, there is some, someone that in charge and lead through this old Megillah that what happened about nine years from the beginning of the Megillah till the end is about nine years. Then we see the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu everywhere. But it's different now. We have to look inside the Megillah to find out the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why we have the Chazal, we have the Rabbi, we have the Gemara that open a little bit the Megillah for us and let us go inside and understand what was going on. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu makdim trufa la and all the miracles that happen in the Megillah, that big miracles, just we can't see it. We need the rabbi to open our eyes. Right from the beginning of the Megillah till the end. Everything midah keneged midah. Vashti, what happened to her is since she what she did to her girls, the Jewish girls. And Achashverosh wake up in the middle of the night and he wants to bring the Sefer HaZichronot, okay. Then they open, he open right away in the story of Mordechai Seva, Achashverosh. Why open right away there? Okay, it's not enough. They're changing papers. They're, ch- they're moving, they're trying to hiding this story. Because those people were the son of a man. And Hashem says a miracle. And again, it's happened the same page, the only story from Mordechai. That was written in the old book. Miracle. And when Esther went to the Achashverosh, there was three angels with her. Three angels came to Achashverosh with them. Miracles. One of the angel make Esther look, but he saw chen, look. But said chen be'enei Achashverosh. The Sharvit, 
The stick became so long till she could touch it. Miracles. Achashverosh, come to tell Esther, what do you want? Come to my house. It's the second day. Hashem. She told him, Aman Arazeh, he went out. He see angels cutting the wood. Want to destroy the house. Where are you? A man sent us to destroy Esther's house. The king started to be upset, come back. And then he see a man on Esther, and he tried. A man no fell. doesn't say no fall, because there was an angel over there. They push him, and cannot let him go. In order that Hashverosh will catch him in such a position. Miracles. Everywhere in the Megillah, miracles. Wherever you go, the Chazan open our eyes, but when you look in the Megillah, you don't see nothing. And that's the biggest love happening when you don't see someone and then you realize in the end, wow, someone was next to me the whole time and watches me. And the biggest love will come and then there is no exception of the Torah. New Kabbalah the Torah. I remember myself once was in Eretz Israel with my son. And I went to the certain mall to buy something. There was a lot of people there. Packed. And all of a sudden I look, my son is five years old. I look around. And I lost him. Doesn't know the language. Five years old boy, different country. I don't know what's going on. And I was running. It was like six minutes, something like this. And these six minutes was terrible. I was running all around to find him. And I was crying where he is. I was looking all around the mall. Up and down, second floor of this floor. Running, running. No one see no one. And then, all of a sudden, I look from up and I see him right in the corner of some store. And I screamed to him. And he saw me. And you should not just look on his face. That the face that he looked at me, I cannot ever forget. Because he always say, kid always says to his parents, Abba, Abba. Sometimes they leave it, leave me alone. But this Abba that he screamed this day, I will never forget. It was different Abba. Why? Because when you don't see someone, You don't see the loved one. And all of a sudden, you see him. The biggest love. When there is rechuk, pull far, and then we come close, you see the, the, the love of each other the, the most. Because you, now you appreciate whatever you have. You appreciate. You understand. Totally different. Because Hashem took it from you for one second just to realize what He gave it to you. So Hashem sometimes put you in danger and He 
watch you all the time. And then when you find out it was only a test and Hashem really in charge and look and, and put everything on the place for you, then your biggest love coming and then you accept the Torah from Mechadash, but now I know Hashem loved me. Not the pressure. That the, 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 the pressure was from the beginning is only for good for us because Hashem wants us to give us something good, to give us a better life, to give us Olam Gan Eden. But we don't understand. We think it's mitzvot, it's hard. Why I have to wake up in the morning? Why I have to go to shul? Why I have to pritzut, sniot? Why I have to speak Lashon Hara? Why, why, why? Every time you have a question. Like a baby that we don't understand. What do you want from us? But one day that you see the love that Hashem watching you all the time and save you, all of a sudden you start to understand. Wow, I have a day. I wake up in the morning for tefillah. I feel much better. I learn Torah one hour in the day. I feel the day much better. You think the guy next door, they wake up in the morning and don't go to pray, he has a better day than you? He doesn't have connection to Hashem. He doesn't know what to mean to be happy. He's happy from, from Coca-Cola, he's happy. He's happy from, from baseball game. You know what I mean? To be happy from praying, for talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that create all the world and all the stars and all the galaxy and everything and the universe. You could talk to him. You could feel HaKadosh Baruch in your heart. Do you think the guy is a better man than you? So all of a sudden when you grow up, you start to understand and the love will start to grow between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I want to tell you another thing. We're saying in when a person finished to learn Torah, there is a special tefillah. Modeh ani lefanecha shesamta chelki miyoshve betamidrash velo samta chelki miyoshve kranot. Thank you, Akadosh Baruch Hu. That you made me see, you made me a guy that I'll be able to go into shul and to learn Torah. And I'm not those guys that walking in the street and don't do nothing. That's a simple meaning of Yoshve Kranot. Somebody sitting in the in the corner and he's not doing anything. He's spending a life on watching internet and. TV and games and and, and, and and movies and he's spending a life of nonsense. He go to a movie for two hours and he says stupid movie. Those kind of people that that people that that, 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 that throw their life to the garbage. The Chafetz Chaim, that we all saw the beautiful video that came out that we see ten seconds from this giant. The Chafetz Chaim, the Chatzadik, the Kadosh Livrachal, that you're walking 10 seconds, even less, maybe 8, that you see him, you, you could realize just from his walk, what does it mean, the Chafetz Chaim, that he was scared on every second of his life not to spend them, not to spend this second on, on something that will not give you anything. 
and you see him and, and you see him walking, the Chafetz Chaim. Unbelievable. I watched video, I don't know how many times. Somebody showed it to me and then I, I, I couldn't stop watching it just to see him 10 seconds. The Chafetz Chaim. The Lashon Ara. He changed the whole world upside down. One person with his tzaddikut, with his Torah, with his Mishnah Brura, with his love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with his, his love to Jewish people. You see him, you couldn't believe it. Such a beautiful video. And all the Talmidei Chachamim. And we spending so much time what he was crying. Even his books in the library says when he's looking at his books, he starts to cry. He says there is many books in this library that I didn't use. And I just went and buy them for no reason. I bought them for no reason. I didn't use them every 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 page. And to go and to make money, it's time. And time you spend the money. And if you spend the money that you make on something that you don't use, you're meaning you're wasting your time. When, when you work to make this money, you're wasting your time. Where this time will go? We'll give Dindri Cheshbon on this time that I made money and then I got this money and I throw it to the garbage. One time he went to his, his daughter, to, his, to her house, and he see on the windows shades, vilonot, Nice shades, we not the coming on the window, and it was in those days. It's what's like a little bit, maybe a little bit fancy. I don't know exactly, but no one it was people that didn't have it. These shades. So you look at these shades and start to crying, and you see his daughter told him, "Abba, why are you crying?" And he see, and he saw, I see on the these shades, I see that the pegmara of your husband. If he will not go to work to make money to buy these shades, he will now will be able to learn more Dapeg Mara because he has he had more time. And now this Dapeg Mara is crying to Akadosh Baruch Hu that disappeared from this world because he needs money to spend on shades. That is not necessary. Even the Khafetz Chaim, when he see a chair, he couldn't believe it. Four legs for one person. He says, take a bench. You could put six people on four legs. Why spending your life? So I'm not saying today you're allowed to have these things because it's become necessity. But, Morai Verabotai, how many time we spend on something that is not important, something that is not totally you're making money, you're spending on something that you don't need. You don't need. I see when people changing apartment, they're living, I see so much garbage. So much garbage. Because what happened in America, you go to the store, you want to buy something, and then it gives you something else that you don't need. And you get convinced, and they show you a certain video about these things, the cut very nicely tomatoes and you fell in love with this machine then you buy it and use it for one day 
And then you saying, oh, it's not good, it's broken, this and that, you put it on the side. Then your son go to store to buy toy, then you send a different toy and scream to you, Abba, please buy me, please buy me. You buy him this toy, you use it for one day, and then you put him on the side. And everybody buy things that you use it for one day and put it on the side. Because it convince you, they're going into your heart, into your brain. They change your way of thinking. They tell you you must have it. They're going and you make you, in your brain, wash your brain. You must have this shampoo. You must have it. If not, you know what will be to your hair? It will dry. It will be dead. They threaten you to buy this stuff. You went and you buy. You don't have choice. They're almost forcing you. That's how the world we live today. Advertising, advertising. You must, you get. They show you such a nice sandwich on the paper that you will go and you go and you're going to buy it. And that's why people spend the money. Money, it's meaning life from something that... They will not, going to get from it nothing. And that was the Chafetz Chaim was crying. This Yoshev Ekranot. Those people that sit in the corner and not doing what's the purpose of the world. And they're doing and spending their life. But there is another meaning to the word Yoshev Ekranot. Because it sounds like that Okay, those people that don't do nothing and are spending their life. What about the doctors, the saving life? What about people that go to the uh, army, they're coming to very high level, people that have companies of thousands of workers? What about those people that take care about the whole country, president? Prime Minister, Secretary of State, those people, they also Yoshev Ekranot. Why you say Bet Midrash and that's it? What about those people that really do a lot of things in this world? The surgeon, the, the pilot, there is many people that do a lot of things in this world. Why the rabbi called him Yoshev Ekranot? Sitting in the corner. Why he throw them like this? Karen, it's me in corner. There is two questions that every person should ask himself in his life. How to live and for what to live. These two questions, how to live, how to pass this world. But there is another bigger question, for what to live. What's the reason? Why I'm living this world for? Now, the main question is for what to live. How to live is also important. But for what to live is a main question. Can't be that we're here for this world. Because most of the richest people in the world, they are in the age of 50, 40, 50, 60, 70. Almost, there is some rich is very young, but it's very not common. Most of the people, they make the money when the age of 60, 
they finish the career, they have a lot of, a lot of buildings and, and, and money. Now, they use the money from what? For 60 till 80 that they cannot even enjoy their money, they're very old. Could be that Hashem created for such a thing that when you come to the top of your life, you died? Can't be. When you reach the top, that's the end? What for? So, for what to live is the biggest question. Can't be that this for this world. Most of the world dealing with a question how to live. Almost no one asking for what to live. Even the doctor, the biggest doctor, the saving life, the dealing with the question how to live, to make you li live, to make you to have a life. The President of the United States is dealing with how to live, how to handle the world, the Prime Minister, the pilot, everyone that is the greatest job and handling the biggest company, but all of them touching only the corner of the of the world, the, the corner of the question, not in the main question. Everybody is asking only one question, how to live. You see in Manhattan, you see hundreds of thousands people walking and running to the train, to the buses. All of them is only dealing with how to live. But the only one place in the world that dealing with for what to live is a Beta Midrash. So that's why Beta Midrash is a main point of this world and all of them even though they're great people but the cannot they living in the side they're not dealing with the point they forget the main point that for what all this so Beta Midrash is a much more important place than the White House because in the White House they're just dealing with the question how to live and this very minor question compared to the real question for what and that's why we are in Yoshveh Bet Midrash right now and we're dealing with the biggest question, for what? And we know this world is only Prozdor and we're going to the next world and that's the job of the person in this life, the three word in the Mishnah in Masechet Avot. Atken atzmecha baprozdor. That's it. The all this world, it's end up three word. Prepare yourself in the hallway before you're going inside to the living room. Prepare yourself in the hallway. All this world needs nothing but to prepare yourself to go inside the Olam Abba, to the Traklin, to the living room. Fix your tie. Fix your dress and your shoes and prepare to go inside the Traklin. And that's for what to live. That's the only thing. And that's why the Tana says there is two options in your life. Either you live for what to live, or all the time you're going to deal with the question how to live, how to live, how to live. Money, parnasa, briut, shiduchim, everything is how. But how many hours in the day you're dealing with the real question and the real point of for what is very little 
And that's why the Chacham, the person is there, the wisdom, is always dealing for what? And he trying to grab more hour in the Beta Midrash, more hour in the Beta Midrash, because this is the center of the world. The White House is the corner of the world. But the center of the world is Yoshvei Beta Midrash. And the rabbi continue, and that's what the point that I want to tell you. And he says, שאנחנו עמלים והם עמלים, אנחנו עמלים ומקבלים שכר, והם עמלים ואינם מקבלים שכר. The rabbi says very, I don't know how to, to say about this sentence, but it's, Sounds like, what does it mean? אנחנו עמלים, we work and we get reward. They people outside, they work and they doesn't get reward. What does it mean? Everyone get a salary. Everyone get reward for what he does. Even a waiter. No, no one work for free. What does it mean? אנחנו עמלים והם עמלים ומקבלים שכר. So we have the beautiful פשט of the חפץ חיים that we have to say that it's mean that the different of the Jewish people from the Goim and relationship between us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we get reward on the work, on the toil, on the hard work that we put, not on the result. For example, Outside, if you study for a test for a week and you end up getting zero and the friend next to you didn't study at all and he get the same zero, you're the same in the eyes of the teacher because they're looking at the result. You come to the college, they're looking for the result. University is a result. We don't care how much effort you put. We want result. You give your car to the mechanic and he's telling you, listen, I worked very hard for a few days and I didn't fix it. You don't pay because... What do you mean? You said you're going to fix it. You don't get money for the effort You get money for the result. I order a kitchen. You didn't bring me a kitchen. There's no money, even though you try to order the wood and you have many excuses. You put a lot of effort, but it didn't make in the end the kitchen. There is no money. However, in the Torah, it's totally different. In Torah, says Etana, we get reward on the toil. If a person wants to do Avera. The Yetzirah come to him at 8 o'clock in the morning and convince him to do an Avera. And then, he tell to the Yetzirah, go away, I'm not doing it. In 9 o'clock he come again and they tell him, listen, go away, I'm not doing it. And so on and so forth, till 12, the Yetzirah bother him every half an hour. This guy was very strong. 
And these women are very strong. Both of them, they're, they're walking and they're, they're fighting. They're fighting and they're fighting for the whole day. But in nine o'clock in the night, the Yetzirah win them. And now, they did the Avera. Do you think Hashem will not consider all this hard work that you put to fight Yetzirah during the whole day? And you will not consider it zero? It's going to be exactly like a guy that the Yetzirah tell him, go do Avera, and he did it. In the same minute, even though it looks the same, both of them did the same avera, the same love, the same malkut, the same punishment. But Hashem look on the effort, on the hard work that you put inside, and He give you reward on it. So it is smart. I have smart avrech in the kolel. He be able to read the Gemara five minutes to get everything. All the Gishonim, all the Achroni, everything. But there is another guy next to him. It's take a little bit hard. Not five minutes. Maybe you need all day for it. With the same Hashem, consider how much, how long it's it's taking to figure out. Hashem wants your effort. Amal. And you put all this effort in the Torah. Hashem give you a reward for it. Nah, Hashem doesn't count pages. She count effort. There was one guy wanted to commit suicide because he was very slow in the Gemara. It was in Israel 50 years ago. And in the Gemara, if you're slow, there is a lot of very, you know, smart guys, sharp guys. I remember when I was seven years old, maybe more eight, remember we started learning Gemara, there was a guy next to me who was brilliant. He was unbelievable was be able to figure out the Gemara in a second and tell you already what's the question, what the roots. And I always looked at him and in jealousy, how you be able to figure out the question? How you know how to read the Gemara? And he was very smart. But doesn't it, this giving for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's present. Hashem does not make a difference for him. So was this guy that was feeling like he's behind and all the classes above him and learning in Israel there is kinat sofrim in some school is something unreal that everybody wants to go and to learn more and to know more and they're sitting till 2 a.m. and the studies and if you cannot figure out the Gemara and it's go hard for you you start to breaking to the pieces you don't find yourself in in the in the, in the class and there was one boy that feeling like this and he want to commit a suicide he come to this point that I, what, what I need a life for? And I'm always in the, in the last one. And I can't even figure out what people are talking about. And I don't understand the shiur of the rabbi. So they took him to the stipler, and the, he went to the room, and the stipler was learning Torah. And they came to, to the stipler and told him, Rabbi, this boy wants to commit a suicide because he cannot figure out the Gemara. And he's looking, and, and, and he came to some, he's very disappointed, and and he, he doesn't want to live anymore. So the stipler closes the Gemara and told him, come here, sit next to me. And he looked at his eyes and he told him, I swear to you, Bishvu'ah de Oraita, with the same name, I swear to you, he told him, swear that you limut Torah. It's more important in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
מורדן מאי לימוד תורה, און מר רב שך לימוד תורה, because השם doesn't look for the geniuses, השם wants those people that work in God, it doesn't care about geniuses, that's not university, תורה is a study, is toil, we don't care about rabbis that know to, it's nice they know to say this rabbi said it, okay, but that's a toil, that's what's important. If you have a mala Torah, if you really feel connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not math. So that's why Rav Shach told him, my Yulimut Kumo Torah, it's much more important to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than mine and Rav Shach together. Because Hashem doesn't look at the books and work dolado, who is the biggest. That's a newspaper makes people. There's those people that in the front, but you know how many Talmidei Chachamim sitting in the hidden place and they know Torah more than all rabbis together and no one know about them? The study and the, and the toy and the Torah and the Chashuv B'nei HaKadosh Baruch Hu more than a lot of rabbis that we know. Gedolim Lemala, the Gemara says when Shmuel was Niftar min haolam, he saw Elyonim lemata v'tachtonim lemala, he saw everything upside down. He says, Olam afuch ra'iti. Amru lo lo, Olam yashar ra'ita. You saw straight, he didn't saw upside down. There is, could be in this world of Rech that cannot figure out the Gemara and sitting quiet to Hashem, let me to understand, and he toiled very hard. And next to him, a rabbi that is genius, in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this rabbi, it could be it's much more higher. level because Hashem give us reward on how much we toil and the question is why is like this what is the reason that Hashem established such a system that is not going according to the result and Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vekam even if you fell down seven times continue there is people that give up I don't know I try many times to start And I give up. I try to keep Lashon Ara a hundred times and I give up. That's it. I cannot do it anymore. I try to, work, to, to have a Kavanah and fill a hundred times and I can't can do it anymore. I try a hundred times. That's exactly, the answer is that that's exactly what Hashem wants, to try a hundred and one. Because Hashem doesn't count if you succeed or not. It's not a, it's not a different. For sure you're going to succeed in the end, but Hashem wants you toil. And if you try a hundred times, you'll try a hundred and one that's, More important to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he's trying. Imagine to yourself that you give a flower to your wife every Friday. Every Friday you give, a, you give to your wife a flower. Such a beautiful thing. One Friday you went to the store, the store was closed. You went to a different store, this store was also closed. You went to the third store, it's also closed. And then you're spending three hours to... find a flower to your wife and you came home without a flower because you couldn't find the right one and the store was closed and you tell to your wife honey I'm sorry I tried three hours to look for flowers all over for you but I couldn't find I'm sorry do you think this woman will be upset she will be happy she will have tears from 
נחת, from happiness that her husband looked for her three hours for the flower, even though he didn't bring nothing. Because she doesn't care about the flower, she care about that you thought about me, you put the amal inside, you, you toil, the, the, the end is, doesn't matter. So this exactly is a relationship between us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says, it's not a contract between you and me. It's not a chose, we didn't make a contract. You do mitzvot, you get zachar. You do averot, you get punishment. That's a contract sign here. No, in Purim we got ahavat anes. We got love with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We came to Sefer HaBrit. The Torah considered to be Sefer HaBrit, the Brit. Brit is mean it's not contract. In contract we... Like this world, you, I order a kitchen, you have to give me a kitchen. I order a, a fridge, you have to give me a fridge. You didn't give, there's no money. That's in contract. And when you do a dealing with somebody, contract or build a house, you make a contract with him and you sign it. And in the end, even, even though he, let's pray that he did everything in the right and the time, And you take him, get take the money. I don't. You want? I don't want to see you anymore. Finish. We we finish our relationship. That's it. You finish the Jose. Take the money. Gone. I don't see you. I'm not your friend. But in the Torah, it's not like this. Hashem make a connection to us. He make a kesher to us. And this connection is connection of love. And when you love someone, you don't consider the result. You could the totzah. The, the what the what the end of the day. You're looking on the Amal, on the Yegiah, and that's why Hashem made us such a thing that we have to work, and He gave us reward on the Amal. And this comes from how much Hashem loves us. And that's why in Purim, what's the love for? For the Nes, that we see that Hashem loves us so much, and now we could be happy, and it could be dense, and it's like Yom Kippur, Kippurim, it's bigger than Yom Kippur. Because in Yom Kippur, you're coming with a pressure, with a fear, with Ira, Melech Gadol, Melech HaMishpat, Shem judge us, we're scared with the king. But in Purim, it's a bigger and higher level. We come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with love. Look how much I got from you, Hashem, how much you care about me. And you drink, and you're happy, because Hashem loves you. Because you see that we don't have a contract. We don't do mitzvot and averot, and you give us punishment or reward. It's something else totally different. It's a brit. Even if you do avera, you know, if someone going to write to his friend in a text message, You know the President of the United States, I don't like him, he's not doing well, he's doing a lot of mistakes. And a few bad words after it. Do you think this guy will get a phone call from the White House and they will tell him, listen, we saw this text message and we don't like it and, and uh, the, Nasi is very, the President is very bothered by how you think about him? The president doesn't care about you. You could write to your friend and everybody write about him and he doesn't care. It's not hurt him because who are you? You could think whatever you want. But if the English prime minister will write and say 
that, you know, the president of the United States is not behaving good, he's doing a lot of mistakes, I don't like him, he's going to cause mess in the whole world. It's going to be terrible. It's going to make our world upside down if you will say such a sentence. Why? Because he's an important person. Now, when you do a vera, Hashem upset. What does it mean Hashem is upset? For my avera, Hashem is upset. Who I am? Hashem created the whole world. He's taking care about everyone. He's upset for me. Who I am? Nothing. There's few billion people in the world. There's a lot of everything. Who I am? To upset Hashem? Yeah, you, you're not who I am. You are the son of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there is a lot of love between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if you do something wrong, you Hashem is upset. So you want, you know who you are? You, 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 Hashem consider you a lot. We are His son and that's Purim and that's how Hashem loves us. And we have to give Hashem the same loves back. And Be'ezrat Hashem, we is Gniske. Kulanu Be'yachad to make this Purim with a lot of love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I wish everyone Purim Sameach. Please, those people that are planning to drink when women are exempt from this mitzvah and kids and adults, kids for sure exempt from this mitzvah and adults, it's better to go to sleep only if you, you drink, only if you be able to function in the right way, not to make, not to make Chilul Hashem. And please remember this for this Purim. Remember to the poors. Remember to make clothes to everyone they need. Bezrat Hashem. All of Israel together will live with love for Hakadosh Baruch Hu and his kelech. Hayah olam abba ben kenirat zon.